This video was created during the 2023 WGA and SAG strikes. Without the labor of the writers and actors currently on strike, Ahsoka wouldn't exist. Learn more about the strike at the link in the description. And Din doesn't know anything about Star Wars anyway, so he'd be like, what do you mean there are witches? <laughs> <laughs> so, Is this a witch? It'd be so... What's up, everyone, and welcome to this week's Q&A. We took 20, 20 questions. 20 questions. <laughs> We took 20 questions all about Ahsoka from our Patreon, so let's get started. Starcasm, Chazertron5000, and Caleb Diaz all ask if there will be a season two. That's the big question, and I, I don't know if there's going to be a season two. I think that's the more likely scenario, but we could build off of this just straight into Filoni's movie. Um, those are the two options I see, really. Yeah. I would love to see a season two just to further the story a little bit more, flesh out what it is Thrawn exactly like wants to do, um, what he's going to do on Dathomir. Very excited for Dathomir. But how are we going to incorporate the other Mandoverse characters into Filoni's movie? I feel like we need a, a bridge season to kind of connect everything. Yeah, and really what I'm thinking is that uh, we're, we're going to get into this in some future questions as well, but I think Ahsoka season two would remain focused on Peridia. And I don't think we would deal with Thrawn or the New Republic so much. I think it would just be, okay, well, what are Ahsoka and Sabine doing? Balin and Shin, obviously, like maybe finally uh, we'll get to figure out what their deal is, what they're up to. Um, I think they would get more focus in screen time. So I think it, Ahsoka season two would be focused on Peridia. And then maybe they make their way back to the New Republic where they would then help out with everything else going on. Yeah. I could also see them taking Mando season four and making that the bridge. Making, because the way Mando season three kind of left off, we're like, okay, well, what's next for them? So if they wanted to, they could make Mando season four the bridge and involve the Mandalorian and Grogu into Ahsoka's story. And somehow they wind up on Peridia and like, what the heck happened here? How did we wind up? <laughs> I mean, if they were going to take the idea of Rangers of the New Republic and basically make that Mando season four, I could see it. They could wiggle that at their way into that being the connecting factor to everything else. It's interesting because like Ahsoka has a similar vibe to the Mandoverse, which I think makes sense, but it also feels like it's leaning way more into fantasy, whereas the Mandalorian is a little more Western. Mm -hmm. So it, it's just interesting that the Mandoverse has these different genres. And I, I think it would be funny if somehow <laughs> Mando and Grogu wound up uh, in like this really high fantasy like and din doesn't know anything about star wars anyway so he'd be like what do you mean there are witches <laughs> <laughs> so it's a witch there'd be so much to explain to din but that would be funny but i i kind of think that there will be a season two of ahsoka and that that is going to build things back towards the new republic movie that's that's just my guess hope so just imagining Din with the Force Gods on Mortis, and he'd be like, I can't handle any of this. <laughs> I got a baby to take care of. I, I, the, yeah, this is too much. I'm going home. <laughs> Call a whale. Aiden Walsh wants to know which cliffhangers will be addressed in which series or movies going forward. So now we're going to 
talk about like Thrawn a little bit more in the New Republic and everything. And that's, I feel like a lot of the New Republic stuff will be followed up on in The Mandalorian Season 4. Skeleton Crew, it, it sounds like that show, the parents of that show are involved in New Republic bureaucracy in some way. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't really get to see what their day jobs were uh, in the trailer at, Skele- at Celebration, but I, I think that we're going to continue on with all the New Republic stuff there, and then Ahsoka, the Peridia cliffhangers will be in Ahsoka Season 2. Yeah, because we've gotten the, the Thrawn name drop what twice now in the Mandalorian so I think it would fit uh if we're if we're focusing more on the New Republic and and the Imperial Remnant in the Mando in the man in the Mandalorian season four then yes let's let's talk Thrawn over there I want to see Thrawn meet back up with all his buddies you know have have a heartwarming little reunion maybe um and I do very much hope that there is another season of Ahsoka just so we can find out more about Balin and Shin. Yeah. But I, 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 well, there's more I want to say about Thrawn, but we should read the next question first. Okay. Maria FT21, Jane Dalton, Caleb Diaz, and Brino Lira all ask where we think we'll see Thrawn next. Yeah. So I, I think that now that Thrawn is back in the main galaxy, he could potentially pop up maybe not personally in every series but i think the imperial remnant is gonna start stepping things up a little more and a little more i think it's going to be more prevalent in all of the series that are still hanging out in the new republic yeah we still don't know if we're getting any more book of boba fett uh i i feel like i keep forgetting that there were rumors that that would get another season but Definitely Mando season four will see Thrawn. Yeah, since it it seems like Mando is working alongside Carson Teva and he has to take Grogu on his court-mandated adventures, I I think that we're going to see that. Skeleton crew, I again think there's potential there because we know the pirates are involved in that vein. The pirate is going to be in that series and the pirates are related to the remnant. So I I think that there are ways to connect even the the kids show mm. <laughs> to Thrawn. But I, I do think that there still will be a big moment for Thrawn to come back to the galaxy and stomp some New Republic forces and have that big grand reintroduction to the galaxy that I was hoping would be in Ahsoka. Um, but since he has been teased in The Mandalorian a couple times, now maybe in Mando season four, he shows up, he kicks some butt and people that just watch the Mandalorian maybe don't need to know exactly how he got back or where he's been. But if they want to know, they can watch Ahsoka. Toy Art 86, Diabologist and Hiramatsu all want to know if Thrawn is still at all loyal to the Chiss ascendancy. Yeah, absolutely. But in the books. <laughs> yeah, I. it might get a mention in the live action shows, but it's become very clear after the finale that he is loyal to the Empire. And, you know, for all he knows, the Chiss ascendancy could be no more at this point. It's true. He's been gone for 10 years and I could see him being like, well, they were in trouble when I left. And now, like, I'm sure that in the books and stuff, he is going to want to catch up with them, see what's happening. I'm sure he's very concerned about his people, but... I just don't think it's going to 
be an issue in the series. That's kind of how it was handled in Rebels, is that uh, Thrawn was concerned with the Chiss ascendancy in the books, but Rebels, it was just he was an Imperial military commander. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I do think that there's a possibility that they could get a mention. I would love that. It's just never something that I expect to happen. I also think that the whole Peridia thing and what Balin's after this potential greater power, that actually can work for... Uh, <laughs> you're distracting me, Pippin. That can work in multiple ways where Thrawn can talk about how there are forces outside of this galaxy that uh, could endanger us. Mm-hmm. And that's been kind of his motivation about the Grisk as well. But he could have that line in a show and it would work for Peridia and it would work for the Grisk. Right. So there are multiple avenues that I think we can interpret it. But I'm just not expecting Thrawn to be like, everyone, look out, the Grisk might be coming in The yeah. Mandalorian Season 4. It would be interesting if towards the end of Thrawn's story, like, some are is Aralani still alive? In the books, yeah, as far as we know. I hope so. It would be interesting if, like, she showed up just to see him die or something. Oh, that'd be sad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just don't think they're going to bring the Chiss ascendancy into, into this story much. I think it's unlikely. To me, that feels like Timothy Zahn's domain and his corner of the universe. So I think he will continue to tell that story with or without Thrawn as like being present. Like I think there could be stories just about the ascendancy and them being like, where did Thrawn go? Mm. There's a chance for that in the books. It'd be cool to see the Chiss ascendancy pop up in the High Republic. I would love to see the Chiss anywhere. Anywhere. I like the Chiss a lot. What if Timothy Zahn wrote a High Republic book? Sure. That would I be mean, wild. he's written Old Republic stuff for the MMO yeah. surrounding the Chiss. So if he's like, hey, I've got some ideas for what the Chiss were up to at this point, I bet they would welcome that. Chazertron5000 asks if the series did a good job establishing Thrawn as a threat. I, For people who haven't read the books or watched Rebels... I'm unsure. Like, I, I want to hear from people who are in that position because, you know, we we're, we just know too much and uh, we're in too deep. And I know that he's a danger to the New Republic, but I kind of feel like they didn't do enough to communicate his threat level mm. uh, to people who didn't already know the character. I mean, for me, I think it did a better job at showing the threat level of the night sisters yeah they have magic that's true and zombies thrawn is just their buddy right now like they they're kind of loyal to him but you can also kind of see through that a little bit so i would have loved to have seen thrawn come back to this the galaxy that we all know and yeah do some damage to really show like oh no thrawn's back and to show why everybody's been so concerned about why he shouldn't come back. Yeah, and I, I do think that that's going to happen just in a different series. And maybe in some... They they may have had the conscious thought of, let's save this for the Mandalorian or something else that's more strongly tied to the New Republic and the Imperial Remnants, whereas Ahsoka was setting up new stories. It, it was kind of doing double duty, where mm-hmm. it was like, let's get Thrawn and Ezra home. But let's also set up this other stuff way outside of the galaxy. 
So I, I think that they're just saving the big Thrawn military moment. Um, but so far, I do think they did a good job of showing that he is way more thoughtful. Uh, he is more careful with his resources, his personnel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they set him apart from other Imperial officers, but just as as far as a threat to the New Republic, I'm waiting for a bigger thing to happen. Yeah, they certainly made it clear that he is a much more level-headed uh, Imperial supporter and, and leader. Yeah, he's not the kind of guy to make the same mistake over and over and be like, oh, those that wave of stormtroopers died. We'll just send more and even more. He, he's just thoughtful, I guess is the best word I can yeah. <laughs> think about to say. And I hate to keep harping on it, but if you want to see more of Thrawn, watch Rebels. He's great in Rebels. Like He is pretty spooky in Rebels. He's, he does a couple things in that show, despite it being an animated kid show. <laughs> He has some moments well, that are scary. He stands out in Rebels because we get to see so many other bumbling Imperials in that show. So when he arrives in season three, it's a bigger contrast where you're like, oh, this guy actually knows what's up and can do some damage. Where there's no one really to compare that to in this era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you can compare him to Gideon, but Gideon, I think, is a little more thoughtful as well. So... It's interesting having that contrast in Rebels. I also think that just the differences in writing between Dave Filoni and Timothy Zahn's version of the character, like, Zahn just writes him better. Zahn will write the whole, uh, well, these are acceptable losses, and even though we lost this battle, we will win the war, and here's why. Like, when Timothy Zahn writes that, I believe him. Mm. When Dave Filoni writes it, it just comes off a little bit of like Thrawn's just talking at his ass. <laughs> it comes off a little bit as like, wow, Thrawn is really accepting a lot of losses. Yeah, here. you're using that excuse a lot, which Timothy Zahn has the benefit of writing a book where you don't have to worry about screen time and you can get into someone's head. So mm-hmm. I'm sure it's a lot more difficult to write Thrawn for the screen than it is for the page. Ellie Suhonen wants to know if Ziono will believe Thrawn is back, or will he continue to deny it? I think with Ezra back, it's gonna st- be harder to deny, but he's still. I'm still expecting some pushback until Thrawn actually has a big grand reintroduction. Yeah, I wonder if Ezra knows where Thrawn is at this point. If he can be like, yeah, he's at Dathomir. You should probably check that out. Ezra's been to Dathomir before. He knows a bit about the witches, so he might be able to make that jump. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be some good and important intel. Yeah. I'm still expecting some head stuck in the sand attitude from some people until something really bad happens. Uh, that just seems like the kind of character they're setting Ziono up to be. Yeah. I could see him being like denying it until something really terrible happens. And then he's like, oh no. And then he goes off to whatever planet he is going to hide on <laughs> until Thrawn's yeah. gone again. It, do- it it reminds me of Harry Potter and Voldemort where Harry Potter sees Voldemort, Cedric Diggory is killed and still people are like, you're being sensationalist. <laughs> and it's, not until the end of Order of the Phoenix that the Minister of Magic sees Voldemort with his own eyes and has to accept the truth. Audrey, Ice Phoenix, and a ton of people all ask, 
what Balin wants. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How how are you feeling about that reveal of, uh, of nothing? I mean, there were teases. I won't say it was a reveal of nothing, but the whole season was a bunch of teases. So it's still, I wanted something more concrete. Um, he wants to go to Mortis? Yeah. That, that's my best guess. Whatever it is, it has something to do with the Mortis gods because the, the statue he was standing on was the father. The son was next to him. The daughter was next to him as well, but her head was missing. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> but, but yeah. It, and it was, you could barely tell, but it was like somewhere in the distance, there is a light at the top of a mountain or a building or something. Yeah, it almost looked like a lighthouse the way it was coming on and off, which could be the monastery from Mortis. We don't know. Uh, it it just seems clear that he is seeking some great power. I'm still not quite on the Abeloth train. Uh, I, I'm more open to it now than I was a week ago. Are there any Abeloth questions here? I can't remember. <laughs> well, yeah, I... I don't want it to be Abeloth, but it, I said this in our live stream. If it is, I won't be surprised at this point. I, I think it's possible that it could be something like Abeloth, if not specifically her, um, like a new interpretation of that basic idea. But also, if it is some great power, some great evil, like I don't get the sense that Balin wants to unleash something terrible in the universe. He might accidentally... But I feel like his goals, you know, in his head are noble. He wants to fix things. And I don't think fixing things involves unleashing this mm, yeah. massively powerful monster. Right. Um, I will say, uh, I feel like they could take the idea of Abeloth. And because we've been introduced to Night Sisters and Great Mothers, they could tie the idea of Abeloth into night sister lore yeah. and make that connected to the mortis gods i would like that better since they've given us so much night sister stuff already yeah i i, I think that that is a, a fun idea the great mothers um is a good connection i i like the idea that they that could be their god of mm -hmm. sorts um they're like the father is fine the son the daughter we're more about the mother and the idea was that correct me if i'm wrong Abeloth is the mother or yeah and she was banished for being crazy <laughs> or something yeah um it, it's been a while since i've read anything about Abeloth, but she basically became the mother of the gods she, she wasn't one at first and then i think she uh drank from like a fountain that drove her crazy and made her very powerful and they were like, we have to imprison her <laughs> somewhere yeah. else. That sounds like a perfect segue into just making her the original Night Sister or the, mm. the the original Great Mother, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah, that's what I would like to see. Like, I I think that there are ways that they can do something like Abeloth. I don't think it'll be specifically that. Um, and if that's what happens, I don't think Balin is trying to unleash something bad because he yeah. wants to go back to the beginning. I, I think he's trying to do something that in his head is good. Yeah, he doesn't strike me as chaotic evil. But we d we have seen that he's willing to let bad things happen, like Thrawn returning 
in the name of his quest. So if he's like, well, if this thing yeah. gets out while I'm doing my thing, oh seems, well. Seems like he doesn't care about this uh, the other universe or galaxy anymore or what happens there. <laughs> That's, we don't know. And I, I really wish we did, but you know, it'll be fun to speculate for who knows how long. Where this is going to be the new Snoke theory, oh is boy. the, the Balin theory. That'll be fun. Rick Villanueva and Mia want to know why the daughter's statue's head was missing. <laughs> yeah, so this is interesting, and it, it's sent me on a bit of a tinfoil thing, so buckle up, but I wonder if it's not the daughter's face as we're used to seeing it, because it doesn't really look like her usual outfit. Like, you can look at the father, you can look at the son, and you're like, yes, that's definitely them. But that statue of the daughter just looks a little different, and I wonder if it might be Ahsoka. <laughs> I told you. I don't want told that. you I was going into tinfoil stuff. So the the outfit she's wearing looks a little more like what we saw Ahsoka wearing. Like, it just looks a little more angular, where the daughter's was like these very puffy shoulder sleeves there's also but something the, did the sun look the same yeah same enough i mean they're statues i know it's hard to tell i know that's why i'm saying this is erosion tin and this is tinfoil hat territory okay very much so but there's something around the the statue's neck which could be montrals it could just be her collar the outfit looks different is all i'm saying and it's interesting that they would remove that one statue's face. I just thought it was because the daughter died. I mean, I guess well, they, they, all died. they all died, but like she died in a particularly spectacular way <laughs> and and like transferred her energy into Ahsoka. So I don't know. But it, it just like plays into this theory that Ahsoka might one day become like a replacement for the daughter, some sort of ascended being. That I'm okay with. Yeah. I don't know... <laughs> So if the if that statue is of Ahsoka, uh-huh. would that mean that she was always the daughter, or like she all? I think it would be more of like a prophecy thing that's being fulfilled. I like I'm not gonna go all in on this idea, but it is something that caught my attention. I'm like the statue looks different, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna just for now. I think it's safer to say it's probably just a different interpretation of what the daughter looks like in live action. But I'm open to it. I got my tinfoil hat ready. Okay. Ormapa asks how the Force Gods are connected to Peridia. So we obviously we don't have the answer here either, but to keep on speculating, I'm wondering that if that mountain in the distance with the blinking light, if that is the Father's Monastery from Mortis, that maybe... Mortis is not a planet, but just a location on Peridia. I would honestly be okay with that theory because it would much more easily connect everything just to say, yep, that's Mortis. (laughs) And that's where they were. Yeah, like we just don't know how the obelisk works. So in the Clone Wars, Anakin and Ahsoka and Obi-Wan are all transported to Mortis through this big weird obelisk thing. And it's like, I don't think Mortis is inside that. It could have. It could be just a completely spiritual realm. Maybe well, the that, blinking. Sorry, that could be the way back home. Exactly. That if they get to Mortis, maybe they can enter it from Peridia and exit it 
somewhere else. Like they can use Mortis's power to just teleport them wherever in the universe. Love that. <laughs> Love that for them. But but maybe the mountain is just another w- entry point. Like maybe the blinking light is something that will teleport you to uh, Mortis itself. Maybe that is the obelisk. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And if we go back to our my potential theory about the mother slash Abeloth being Night Sister connected, it could be just where the mother is being held captive slash Abeloth. Maybe. And he's pointing because he's like, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. (laughs) That place bad. Or he's like, you stay there. You have to stay. It it also could be that we're not going towards Mortis at all. He could be pointing the way to uh, an entry point for the world between worlds, but I kind of figure Mortis and the world between worlds are connected in some way. I don't know. We're we're getting into all the mystical weird stuff, which I love, uh, but it's it's hard to speculate about because we don't know that much about either location. The we've seen the father's hand gestures mm-hmm. change around in Rebels as far as being connected to the world between worlds. So did he ever like point straight ahead? I, it was this, and then it was. What? I think he does point. I think he points to the actual door. So. That is also a a good theory of it just being a location for the world between worlds. <laughs> Thanks, Pippin. Oh. <laughs> Leftist Hominid wants to know how Ahsoka and Sabine will get back home. Well, we just kind of talked about that accidentally, but yeah. that that's my running theory, is that they will get to Mortis or the world between worlds or something, and that will allow them some mystical way home. Whatever it is, I think it's going to be mystical and trippy and weird. I hope so. Weirder than whales. <laughs> yeah. I don't want the whales to come back and save them again. Uh, that feels like a one-way trip by using the whales. They're like, we're not coming back. They're a bunch of bombs. That's where we go to die. Yeah. Um, so yeah, either that or they find a way for Mando and Grogu to come save them. There is an interesting bit of Art. Oh my gosh, Pippin. There's a bit of art that Dave Filoni tweeted out, I think like four years ago, of a potential adventure that Ahsoka and Sabine could go on. And it was like them marching through snow. And Ahsoka had the staff, which she still doesn't have. Uh, but that could be like part Maybe of their quest. Maybe she whittles that while she's on Peridium. <laughs> yeah. But that could be part of their quest to to make it home, to travel through the mountains like Balin looks like he's doing. Mm-hmm. The Misty Mountains. Misty Mountains. Madman's Knowledge asks, what will happen to Merle while Sabine is away? Merle the cat, the little cat. We got a cat. name. Yay. I assume Ezra's going to go back home, move back into his communications tower, and he's like, I guess I have a cat now. Yeah. Great. Will he move back in there, though? That might just be his little man cave. <laughs> he still might go and visit, at the very least. Yeah. He, I'm sure he wants to check out his old stomping grounds and get his helmet collection and everything. I definitely think we'll see Merle again. Now that the Lothcat has a name, I think we'll definitely see him again, but I'm sure he's fine. Ryan Downing wants to know how Ezra stole a shuttle and escaped the Chimera without notice. I laughed about that too. So we don't know that he left without notice. In my headcanon, he put on the Stormtrooper armor, he blended in until they were back to the known galaxy, and then he hopped in the shuttle, 
and he took off and someone was probably like hey you're unauthorized for departure and he just like sped off um they probably tried to shoot him down and couldn't i bet the tractor beams broke from the pergil attack and he just he made a narrow escape tie fighters probably gave chase but he escaped i i just think that all of the noticing happened off screen <laughs> sure yeah i mean they gave us that one line or one scene of him bending down hearing about the reinforcements coming and he said thanks for the heads up buddy and so i think because he had a heads up he was able to not get noticed and yeah take the shuttle off mm -hmm. i don't think thrawn in the grand scheme of things finally being back home and headed to dathomir i don't think thrawn is gonna send any of his reinforcements to go after the shuttle that's a, he may have sent a tie fighter or something but whatever happened he escaped but I'm sure there was a big to-do about it. They were like, wait, someone stole the shuttle? Whatever. It wasn't even ours. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah asks, what role Ezra will play in the New Republic? Big brother. <laughs> I'm going to go with consultant. Mm -hmm. Whatever Luke's role is, where he's just like being a Jedi, and I'm sure he comes in and helps out on occasion, I think that's what Ezra will do. He'll hang out with Hera. She'll help, or he'll help her when she needs it. Um, but I don't know if he's going to like join the military or anything. You don't think they'll pull a classic Star Wars thing and give him a rank? Oh, just immediately. General Bridger, glad you're here. Right. Could be. <laughs> uh, if they did that, Hera, I could see Hera going. Yeah, don't. No, don't. that's a bad idea. <laughs> you think I'm bad? Don't make him a general. <laughs> I forget what rank he had in Rebels, because he did have a rank. He may have been commander, but... Maybe he will still keep that rank just, He's just to be nice. Jedi. Yeah. That's his rank. That's what I think. It's like, just help out where you can. Leftist Hominid and Jack Grennan ask where Ezra got his new kyber crystal. I think the simplest answer is what you said. Yeah, I think uh, at this point, Hu Yang has a drawer full of them it's, just hanging around. It's possible that he found one on Peridia. It seems to have a lot of connections to different kinds of force things. Or uh, he kept his old blue lightsaber crystal from the, the blaster saber. He somehow could have gotten a hold of Kanan's. I think that's unlikely because I don't think they've recovered his lightsaber. But I, I think the most likely option is that the droid sabersmith who has drawers full of saber parts probably has a drawer full of kyber crystals. Cindy wants to know if we're happy with how Night Sister magic was used. Yes, eventually. <laughs> like, I, both of us were just dying to see, like, the classic green flame Night Sister magic, which the payoff was exceptional. Yes. In the end. The, they, it's the dumbest nitpick, but I'm kind of like, why weren't those red strings between the balls green? like that <laughs> stupid stupid nitpick it doesn't actually bother me but i was yeah itching for the green flames and we they saved it for a really really cool moment with morgan mm -hmm. seeing it with the stormtroopers was awesome seeing the great mothers doing that chant and the flames coming out of their eyes like loved all that the blade of talzin super cool the the green mist that comes over the the dead troopers when they are reanimated and then like the green glow in the eyes yeah. was great so, I, I thought it was great yeah when they actually got to do it it was cool 
and they're still around. So I, I'm still hoping for one day the full mother tall's in. She came down in a bubble bro, <laughs> shooting green light mm-hmm. out of her hands. Like, I love that too. Scotty Heron asks, when the night troopers became zombies? So I think the stormtroopers that we saw Ahsoka and Ezra and Sabine kill, they were not zombies um, because Thrawn had that talk with the Night Sisters, and he was like, they're the volunteers and they know what's going to happen to them. And I think Morgan said, our magic will protect you from the Jedi or like, I forget her exact wording, but it just sounded like you're you're about to be zombies and we filled you in. You know the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also saw the Death Troopers who... Double Death Troopers. We didn't see them get reanimated, but they were definitely dead. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, from what we could see of the face of that one, they were long dead and, and rotten. So I think they could have been casualties of just the trip to Peridia. Yeah, at some point they died. Uh, you threw out the, the theory that they were on the front lines. They got to Peridia. They were probably attacked by the raiders. And those death troopers died defending Thrawn. But then they reanimated them. Because Thrawn does say, like, Great mothers, I am in need of your dark magics once again. Mm-hmm. So I think that some of his army are zombies. <laughs> Some of them are still alive, and, you know, if you go down swinging, we'll bring you back, and you won't quite be the same, but... <laughs> that would be awkward for the alive ones, uh-huh. just looking around, because you can't really tell, and we're like, are you... What's up, bro? Are you... <laughs> and <just, "Bruh." laughs> you're like, oh, okay. Right. Looking around, trying to find, like, the one guy to have a conversation <laughs> with. <laughs> Brains, am I right? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> Elo Asti and James Rincon want to know if the Night Sisters will resurrect Asajj Ventress. I've heard this theory thrown around a lot. Um, I don't think so. I mean, I think that there's potential we could learn about some new form of Night Sister resurrection magic that would retain who Asajj was. But every time we've seen a Night Sister do this, they turn into. Yeah, just kind of like mindless thralls. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want Asajj back like that. I would want Asajj Ventress back. Yeah, I think her story is over, unfortunately. Um, you can read Dark Disciple to figure out how her story ends. But if we get Asajj Ventress back ever in live action, I would want it to be like her in her glory days. Yeah, from Clone Wars. And there is always the potential that we can just learn about. Hey, we can really fully resurrect someone, but it's a lot harder. Uh, Maybe it involves one of the great mothers, like sacrificing themselves to fully bring someone back. But yeah, from what we've seen so far of the magic, I don't think it works that way. And also, Asajj had a fitting end. She came back to the light side. Mm -hmm. So it would be kind of weird to undercut that and have her be now a dark side zombie. Yeah, like, I don't want to see that. Yeah. S. Currup asks if Sabine using the Force means once and for all that anyone can use the Force. I think so. Seems like it. I mean, she. it took her a long time, a, a long time to train, just like Ahsoka said, her body, her mind, 
to, to really get herself there to the point of being able to use it. Um, but yeah. It, it, there's still elements of just how it was done in the show that I'm like, I don't feel like it fully landed for me, but I still like just the idea that the force is available to anyone. Talent is a factor, sure, but anyone can do it. It's just difficult. Mm-hmm. And that's what George has always said, um, reading like making of books or the, the archives books or any of that. George is like, the force is within all of us. It's just that over time, I think adults, we we kind of lose it the way they talk about without training, without focus, Grogu, is his powers and the force are going to fade away. I think that just happens with adults that you got to like really <laughs> commit to being part of the light side and staying balanced with the world around you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a lot harder for an adult, I think, to do it. It, 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 it took a pretty intense life or death situation for her to use it. Right. So. And that's like, uh, that doesn't super work for me. I understand it, but, you know, I wanted her to have like an emotional epiphany of like what was blocking her, what was keeping her from growing. I figured it would uh, be her saving Ezra because this whole season, it's all of, it's been all about her getting back to Ezra. So I figured that would be the way into actually being able to use the force for her but so it kind of was that i I think you can interpret it that way because he was in danger the there was a death trooper after him and she's like i need to save myself and then save ezra but i I think it just could have been communicated a little bit better i think that was more down to the directing i guess but Mm -hmm. like i i like the idea that if Ezra getting home and he had to make that huge jump and he couldn't do it by himself and Sabine just being like I can do this I can save you like that would have been a a really high stakes moment for her to use the force for the first time and it would have been all about trust and hope and like I would have enjoyed that more I think if that were her first time using it yeah also all the stuff about the lightsaber like Ahsoka is like being a Jedi is not all about fighting with a lightsaber and but the, this episode, it kind of is. And the first time Sabine really uses the Force uh, blatantly is her getting her lightsaber. <laughs> Whatever. It was fun. <laughs> I still like the message. Starcasms wants to know Chopper's final kill count of the season. Obviously, it it was a zero, it looks like. Looks like it. I, yeah. And we're answering this just because we kept going through it uh, for our Star Wars Rebels rewatch. Uh, because his kill count is in the thousands in that show. We didn't see Ziono in the finale. That's true. So he might have... Yeah, the Ziono in Star Wars Resistance is an imposter. Um, But yeah, I'm still holding out hope that at some point Chopper's going to get to do something really unhinged in the movie or Mando Season 4, something. But, you know, this story was more focused on the Peridia side of things. Chopper didn't have that many scenes. The ones he was in, he really did shine, though. Yeah. He's got he's got the anti-kill count, which is keeping Jason alive. That's true. Ormapa asks if we think the series would have been better if it were animated. I don't really think it would have been better by default. I do wish that it had more episodes. I think that's it. And when you look at The Bad Batch it still gets 16 episode seasons, um, twice the length 
of Ahsoka. And I, I just wish that there was a little bit more length for Ahsoka. I think there would have been um, a more satisfying arc for Sabine. Mm-hmm. That, that I, I'm sure it worked well for a lot of people, but I think it wor- would have worked a little better for me if we got to see her journey a little bit more. Yeah, I wouldn't have minded it being animated. And yes, definitely, if it would have meant we got twice as many episodes, that would have been great to really flesh out these stories. But that's just not like the animated shows just don't get the same numbers view wise and reach wise as the live action shows. That's just where Star Wars is at right now. After the success of The Mandalorian, their whole plan was all these live action shows culminating into a, a film. So there's that. There's, we got Hayden Christensen back in live action. Yep. I don't want to throw that away. Like that was really cool and important to a lot of people. Rosario finally getting to to really play Ahsoka in the best she's ever looked was great. Uh, yeah, I, I there's pros and cons for both live action or animated but I'm glad it was live action. It's interesting because I can very much see how this story would have played out as, quote, Rebels season five, and that the first half would have been Ahsoka and Sabine, and they're investigating Morgan. What is she up to? Marok will come in and hassle them every episode or so. Uh, And then the mid-season finale is like the race to stop her on Setos and oh no she got away and Sabine's with her and like Ahsoka they're separated now but we would have had a lot more time of them training instead of just like that one scene in part three mm-hmm. uh, I, I think we could have seen more of their relationship there then they would have spent more time apart and I, I, I feel like things just would have breathed a little more I'm sure there would have been episodes that fans would cry filler on but we would have gotten more character development, I think. Like, th- it, yeah. this felt like uh, a Rebels season that just condensed. was, yeah, very condensed, very fast, which meant it moved. I had a blast watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it could have used a couple more scenes t- to let it breathe. If there were like two more episodes, I, I think that would have benefited things. It would have been nice to see maybe like a flashback of when Ezra and Thrawn first got to Peridia and just what that looked like Mm. and then cut to Sabine finding Ezra and then giving them a little more time to breathe on camera like have have an episode of like Ezra really processing that people are there to save him and he can finally go home they can talk a lot more in depth about what all he has missed uh and just stuff like that I would have loved to see more of yeah I mean I I don't think that it necessarily I'm not down to pit animation versus live action. I love them both, but I, I'm more just, I wish it were a little bit longer. Andor got 12 episodes. Why can't Ahsoka get 10 or something? That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on X, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, and TikTok. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.